Hi, and welcome to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast. This is your weekly discussion of all things vegan and vegetarian in Toronto. My name is John, and I'm joined today by Steve and Lisa. And we welcome, uh, we come to you every week from the offices of the Toronto Vegetarian Association and heard on CJRU 1280 AM, the Scope Ryerson's Campus and Community Station. If you don't know, the Toronto Vegetarian Association's mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about vegan rock. We're going to talk a little bit about Anita Kranjnik, I think I'm pronouncing that right. And we're going to be talking about uh, level 10 veganism. (laughs) I don't know exactly how the level 10 veganism conversation is going to go because... You know, I'm going to age myself and sound, you know, maybe older than I am. But back in my day, it used to be only level five veganism. So we've really upped the uh, cause here and we've even doubled it. So <laughs> I'm I'm all right with that, which is cool. Let's talk level 10 veganism. So Lisa, I'm passing you the ball. Run with it. What's, what's, right. the, what's go- the inspiring this and what's, uh, what's your thinking? I think the thing that inspired it was just because, okay, so I have a YouTube channel and one of my videos I was talking about bark thins and... Um, what are bark thins for those who don't know? Bark thins are essentially chocolate bark that you can buy in the grocery store, and they've made it ahead of time. Sometimes they have um, – it's like chocolate with uh, pretzels or chocolate with coconut, chocolate with uh, pumpkin seeds or almonds. Um, I'm allergic to almonds, so I can't have the almond one. But I was at Costco, and I found the pumpkin seed ones. And It's those, dark chocolate, right? Uh, yes, dark okay. chocolate. Yep. Um, and it's all fair trade, which is pretty cool. And um, I think it says non-GMO on the package. I don't remember. It's been a while. But anyway, I got them from Costco, and I was super pumped about it, and I shared it on my YouTube channel. And um, ever since I had that one bag, I tried to go back and try to find more, and I've been obsessed with it, and I can't find it anywhere, and it's been really bumming me out. So in my one of my recent videos, I just did like a – I just made it myself. I just used – chocolate that I had with pumpkin seeds and it turned out really well. And in that comment section, I had a lot of people say, you know, bark thins are not vegan. They say on the website that there's something in the process that, uh, isn't anim- like that, that uses animals. I assume it's chalk. Um, it's in the sugar. There's bone char in the sugar, but, uh, yeah, I mean, technically it's not vegan, but when you look at the ingredients, like you wouldn't necessarily know to check with the manufacturer or with the company, like, Oh, is your sugar refined? Uh, yep. with bone char type thing, right? So, I don't know. I think that at the end of the, at the end of the day, those ingredients, um, when you look at a, a store and you're buying a snack and you're like, oh, I'm really hungry and I want chocolate, like, I don't think it makes you not vegan if you eat that chocolate. I mean, there's lots of things in, um, like, people say, like, Oreos are vegan, but, you know, there's some, uh, so, like Oreos, like it's a very big company. They yeah. make a lot of Oreos, right? So they don't just use one sugar manufacturer. Sometimes they use a couple, right? Sure. And some of them are sugar, uh, like vegan-friendly sugars. They're not refined with bone char, and some of them are not. It just really depends on the day. It depends on, you know, who's got what coming in. Um, it's it's hard to track which package of vegan is, is vegan, or package of Oreos are vegan. So I don't know. I think that the idea that like you can't have this because there's shellac in it or there you can't have this because confectioner's glaze like the average person looking at confectioner's glaze wouldn't know that it's not vegan yeah or like to me level 10 veganism is this unattainable sort of idea that like everything you do must be completely vegan and you have to do the research and do all this like contacting companies to make sure that every single thing is vegan friendly. well i think it's admirable and i think that 
in an ideal world, I don't want my chocolate to have, you know, bone char in it. But, you know, the average chocolate bar, whether like whether or not they were uh, made by a vegan company, has bugs in it because like that's yeah. just kind of the way that the process is. You know, you get cocoa powder, it's been ground up. You can't tell whether or not like there's bugs in it, right? Like yeah. it's just you know, you eat spiders in your sleep. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's a myth or whatever, but you know, I hope I don't eat spiders in my sleep. (laughs) Well, I think it's like, I hope I don't have spiders in my house. I think there's like seven, uh, over your lifetime, you can swallow like seven spiders or something like that. I I don't know. Like, are you not vegan? Because you've accidentally eaten a bug. I'm going to start to sleep with a mesh <laughs> plate over my face from now on in, so therefore I don't have any spiders going in. I, I'm sure that would be very comfortable and very reasonable. Steve, what's your thinking on this? I think it is, it's about intent, uh, but I, on the other hand, there's degrees of sloppiness you can have about this. You, you, sure. If you don't care to find out, then then that's an issue, I think. Yeah, but, but for sure. If you, do, if you do try to find out to a reasonable point... Uh, I haven't gone to the point of stopping using Canadian banknotes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, can you can you explain that, Steve? Because I don't think yeah, everyone is aware of what's going on with this. I, and this is new. This was new information to me. Steve is a wealth of information, and you know I like the fact that he's sharing this. From what we hear, Canadian banknotes, the plastic money, uh, money that's replaced the paper money, uh, has a film of uh, beef tallow. Beef tallow on it. Uh, I think it was because when they first came out, they stuck together a lot. Yep. Yeah, but why they can't do that with vegetable oil is a question that uh, I haven't heard an answer to. Uh, there, there are various things like that that For uh, sure. you wind up doing, and it's it's about your best intent, I think. Uh, yeah, and I think the way that you could possibly get around that though is asking for everything in change. Well, you could, which I, makes perfect sense, right? So I, when you're dealing with things which are in the thousands of dollars and the hundreds yeah. of dollars, asking for a bunch of loonies and toonies would be your way of getting around that. Completely well, impractical, of course, but that or or using uh, using cards all the time. Yeah, of course. And, of course. And some people go that route. I don't find it comfortable for other reasons. No, I do with my veganism, but it's. Uh, but I, I don't know of too many vegans who are out there who are like I'm using my debit card or my credit card only because I need to avoid yeah, using well, bills, right? Like that's if just you want enough. absolute purity, that's what you would have to do. Yeah. And while I admire the people who yeah. live that sort of lifestyle, I think that's great and all, but if we want you know, big change from the masses, I think it's really kind of unreasonable to expect everyone to really take all this time in the world to research every single little aspect of your lifestyle to question whether or not it's vegan. I think that you know, over time, if you can do that, I think that's admirable and I think that's great, but I don't have time to do that. And I think that, you know, there are lots of resources out there to help you figure out like, you know, is there L-cysteine in this? Is L-cysteine like vegan friendly? A lot of people don't realize that vegan D3 um, exists and most D3, vitamin D3 um, in manufacturing is not yeah. Vegan, right? That's so like, more clear. Yeah. yeah. That's more clear. And there is a vegan D3 alternative, and it's usually in a, in a veggie cap. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's been around for three or four years now. It's been uh, around, but, you know, like so in, uh, you know, pre-made pie crust or puff pastry, a lot of times wow. there's D3 in it, and you wouldn't okay. really know. Mm-hmm. And in flour, like if you buy a bag of flour, oh, yeah. it'll often have L-cysteine in it. And, like, is it not vegan for you to, like, should you just not have flour? Like, yeah, I would love that most... Um, manufacturers of flour use vegan L-cysteine, but that's not necessarily something that we can control unless we 
demand for it. And, like, yeah, you can argue that, like, the more we ask about it, the more they'll look into it. But I think, you know, step-by-step change is more important than looking at the really fine details and just being like, well, I give up because I can't be vegan, I can't have Skittles type thing. You know? I, I also think uh, somebody who's transitioning, and it's been a long time since I was there, but... Uh, continues to wear their leather shoes until they wear out. Sure. Doesn't replace them with leather, leather shoes. I think what you buy is more important than uh, yeah. than what you're wearing that's already used. Agreed. On, on that note, like yeah. I think that it's perfectly acceptable for people to buy things secondhand. Like you, you yeah. can't always tell whether or yeah. not something is has leather or yeah. you're not creating a market when you buy it secondhand. Exactly. So yeah. you're not asking for more animals to be killed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's uh, I totally to me agree. that's yeah. the line. But uh, yeah. but we we have differing opinions on these things and having yes. discussions about them helps raise everybody's awareness. For sure. Uh, that's why also uh, the discussion of uh, alcoholic drinks. Uh, the the uh, animal products aren't in the drinks, but they're used as part of the process. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so researching it on barnivore is important, I think, yeah, in that for case. Sure. So. I think it is important. I think that if you're going out to buy wine, you want to double-check to make yeah. sure that it's yeah. not refined. But, like, if you're at a party and someone's offering you a drink, you like, I just think it's kind of awkward or almost inconsiderate to like double check with your host, be like, "Oh, is it vegan? I don't like. I'm not gonna well, like. I think I don't know. How badly you want to drink? I mean, I don't like, drink, so that's not yeah, that's not an but issue for me. Uh, but but uh, it's also you can think of it as being uh, socially not acceptable, or you can think you're you're raising more people's awareness of the issue. So you yeah, that's true. That's how you say it. I mean, yeah, you have uh, but, to approach it, it in a way. It, you can look at it either way, and and I'm not going to take sides on that i uh, i sometimes am more comfortable saying it just because i think i am more raising awareness about it but uh but not i'm not necessarily consistent about that i just think it makes on the, how well i know the person and so on yeah i just think it just makes the lifestyle a bit more approachable if you can be flexible to an extent not like yeah. you know not to the point where like you're eating eggs or dairy or whatever but like you know if uh someone makes you brownies and you're like oh like and they tell you that it's vegan, but then they accidentally use the wrong type of margarine. They think that, like, basal margarine is, like, like dairy-free or whatever. You're not going to, like, spit it out and, like, you know, yeah. cause a scene or whatever. You know, you're yeah. going you're right. to move on um, and just, like, kindly educate. But asking them in the first place tells them that you care about that. So that, and I think yeah, that, that's, that's a good communication. Yeah. So. I, I think that it's also important for us to recognize where that line potentially might be as well, too. So... You know, for me to sit around um, with a, a group of my colleagues to say, you know what, I, I don't eat any form of dairy because for, for these particular reasons, I think they would get that. If I was to sit down with them and say, I don't ever carry cash with me because it's got, you know, animal products in yeah. it, they would, they're, they'd be like, this guy is from the moon. Yeah. So <laughs> if you're, if you're trying to, if you're trying to promote veganism start with those things that people might be more likely to understand and be compassionate towards as Mm -hmm. to be like what is up with this person i agree right so i think that that's i think that that's an important step as well too i agree with both the things that you guys are saying i think raising awareness is really is really super important and i also think that having some flexibility with with those pieces as well too but from a from a greater cause, trying to make it look like you know veganism is a a realistic and um, you know 
not the most challenging thing in the history of the universe to do is is better than being like, you know, I am the level 10 vegan. I'm going to go curl up in my ball in the middle of the forest and never move. And that way I'm causing no harm to anybody. That makes you look like, you know, like what are you really doing, right? And that's that's kind of the the line that Lisa and I were talking a little bit earlier. Our, my, my good friend Jason, he was the one who kind of suggested that. Like if you're, you know, you really want to be 100% vegan, that's what you have to do. You can't wear any clothes. You curl up in a ball. You never move. And you're in the forest somewhere. Well like that's that's yeah you're great congratulations you are you know the end all and be all vegan you're probably not going to survive for very long <laughs> yeah so it's, it's it's one of those things right like you know my I, I was i was talking to her a little bit earlier about this i tend to do a fair bit of running um you know it, the, the longer i run am i more likely to increase the likelihood of me doing some sort of harm to an insect yeah probably would I do less harm to those insects if, let's say, I was to run inside? Probably. Is that going to stop me from running outside? No, it's not. So it, it is. It's it's one of those things where, you know, you kind of have to to make your decisions and, and kind of go with it, right? Like, I, I don't know of too many um, vegans out there who are like, yeah, I'm only going to choose to run inside so I'm not causing any animals any sort of harm, right? It, 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 you know, I think you need to... to Make your decisions well, and kind of live with it. The facility where you're running inside uh, has done something about pest control that uh, that harm that harms insects. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. You so, may not have control over that, but but to pretend that that couldn't possibly exist is for sure not realistic. I mean, either. for sure. The Agreed. idea of veganism as a lifestyle is to do as little harm as far and as practical as possible. Yeah. Right. So if you are living, if you're causing yourself so much stress to have to research every single little thing in your life. Yeah. Are you helping the animals by by giving off like by showing people how stressful it can be, how like how anxiety ridden you can be to have to double check everything? I mean, I think that as a vegan you get better at it for sure. Like when I first started, I was like, "Oh my god, I just ate like, you know, that like that wasn't vegan. I didn't realize. Like I forgot to ask or you know, something like that." Yeah. Or, like someone like I don't know. I was in an event once where there were vegan options and there were two salads side by side. And I was like, oh, I pointed to it. Is it vegan? And she said, the, the person behind the counter was like, yeah, yeah, it's vegan. Please take it or whatever. And so I, I took my salad and I started eating it. And I was like, this cheese tastes a little too realistic. And it was cheese. It was, it was dairy <laughs> cheese, right? And yeah. so I was just like, come on. You know, and like, I don't know. It's just, you have to be... You have to show people that it can be easy. Sure, there are slip-ups. Sure, there are, you know, extra yeah. steps you have to take to avoid animal products. But I don't know. I think you have to draw the line somewhere. And I think that you need to think about how approachable you're making your lifestyle to be. If that's something that you want to do. If, you, if, if that's your form of activism to show people, you know, the change that you can make. I think that, you know, you just got to do what you got to do. But... If you really look at all the little things in your life, nothing is vegan. You know, your shoes, the pavement, the the fields where your vegetables are grown. Like there, there is animals. There are animals used in the process. In all aspects of life, right? Yeah. So that doesn't that doesn't mean you just give up and be like, all right, well everything's like everything's got animal products in it. I'm not going to be vegan. Like you, you just got to do what you can in order to reduce the amount of 
Yeah, and it, I, and it start and it does start with with food animals, right? Like yeah. those those byproducts that you're speaking of, like those industries disappear when the animal food industry disappears exactly. as well, too, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's I think it's one of those things where it's like you you start with the big thing, which is you know the the animal food industry. And then those other things kind of, it's like the domino effect, right? For sure. Like all of a sudden there's not, you know, going to be um, animal products in your cement if all of a sudden there's not the food basis for it, right? And I believe that that wraps it up for us with regards to the level 10 veganism. <laughs> yeah. That went on for, uh, that, that was a good rant on uh, a, a three-pronged front, but uh, <laughs> yeah. not sure if there's much more that we need to add with regards to that. I think we've all been in this situation though. Um, you know, for a long enough period of time that we've all encountered people who are like, you know, who, who say these types of things to almost put us down. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like, it's like a, the demeaning process and it, it's not. It's also evolving. My, sure. my, my thinking around those details has changed over the years a bit and, uh, back and forth in some ways. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, I am conscious that you don't want to use these things as a way of cheating. That, no, uh, that this this whole way of thinking, and yet, so so you're you always should try to be somewhat conscious and, and sure. more conscious than you've been, maybe. But uh, yeah, continued growth is a good but, thing, right? But, yeah, but but also that's continued growth of your thought process. Yeah, so, so you realize you're you're never going to be hundred percent too. No, nope. I think that uh, no, nope. can't always be perfect, right? Uh, so, but that's, that's good though, to, to take that, um, to take that attitude towards it, I believe. Right. And I think that that's an important step in the, uh, in the process for sure. Uh, in other news, uh, this past week, there was the verdict with Anita and pig save Toronto. And, uh, you know, if you're not from the greater Toronto area, essentially, Anita Krajnik, and I don't know if I'm ever pronouncing her name correctly or not, um, is a woman who kind of started this group called Toronto Pig Save, and they, you know, do their best to uh, try to be, you know, raising awareness towards what the the lives are like of pigs who are being led off to slaughter for for food purposes, right? So uh, she was charged with i think like over a year ago with giving water to a pig that was on a truck that was being taken to a slaughterhouse it was a sweltering hot day she was you know people got involved with this and it was taken to court and you know she was essentially charged was it essentially was it mischief mischief? yeah so she was charged with mischief the arguments against her were suggesting that you know they didn't know what they were going to be feeding what she was going to be feeding to the pig, it could have been tainted water or some some sort of I you know argument. I get that, but I don't know. I just think that it's a little ridiculous that she got charged with that. Yeah. So and then it you know it essentially wrapped up this week. It was dragged out for about like a, year. a year, and she was found not guilty. Um, she could have faced some time in jail. All these other potential. Um, issues that could have come from it as well too oh, so the article says that she did it in june 2015 so it's been two years yeah like yeah. it's yeah it, it's it's a it's a crazy situation for sure um it's it, it's interesting to me um you know this was a, a new story that kind of 
was there for a while, and then when it, there wasn't any issues around the courts, it kind of disappeared for a while, and then this week it's kind of been brought back just because the final decisions were made in the courts. So I knew that this was going on just from local TV news, and then when I come in here today, I figured we should probably at least mention this, and we pull up CBC, and there's like, you know, 600-plus comments yeah. going back and forth, which on some level makes me think that the comment section of news sites should probably be shut down at some point in time when a you get a bunch of, yeah. <laughs> it just brings so, out the greatest people. Yeah, exactly, right? So it's, you know, I, I do my best to avoid reading those types of things, and unfortunately this was a situation where I got kind of angry after reading about four comments and yeah. uh, decided to shut it down and not read the remaining 596 or whatever it was that are that are on there right so yeah it, it is one of those things where it's you know it's an interesting story but um unfortunately there there's still too many people who are on the i'll, I'll say it on the wrong side of the position yeah. on this one right and i you know i genuinely think that there is a, a right and wrong um stance on this one and uh you know it is one of those things where it, it is unfortunate but um you know hopefully just, yeah. yeah sorry go ahead it's just a matter of changing the perception that these these beings these living beings are not just commodities they're yeah. living breathing feeling individuals and not just like property which yeah. which is what we've as a humanity have reduced them to to being which is kind of sad and you know, I admire a lot of the work that the, the these activists from Toronto Pig, Pig Save are doing. I personally, I that doesn't, I can't. I can't do it either. I can't do that. I can't do it it's it's a couple of steps removed, but not more than that from when uh, slavery was considered property. Oh, yeah. Completely true. Completely true. So, uh, I, I can't. You know, in those yeah. uh, the same arguments were brought up that this is my property in those yeah. cases. Yeah. And but when, even, when people are trying to help slaves escape, and 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 to some extent that still happens in some parts of the world. Sure. But, sure. Uh, but we're we're just a step away from that with speciesism. No, you're you know you're absolutely right, Stephen. You know it's you know it, it isn't that much of a distant thought from if you if you think of the amount of human trafficking that goes on right oh, like that's yeah, that's no. an issue yeah. similar type of situation as well too right but you know i'm even thinking of things that i classify as my property my computer my home you know my my bike my running shoes those types of things i treat them better than these people are treating the pigs yeah it's right so and you know my running shoes as much as it's great to get out and run they're not sentient beings no Right. So it's yeah, it's 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 bizarre that that this is, uh, you know, even uh, even up for debate. But I, hopefully it continues to bring more light to how, um, you know, the animals are transported. Yeah. Right. So that's that's a huge issue. Right. And it, it seems like it, it doesn't um, it doesn't get brought into the news or into the spotlight as much as it should. Right. But it you know, it. It's, it's my understanding that most of these laws are like, you know, all, like decades and decades and decades, if not hundreds of years old, some yeah. of them, right? Oh, yeah, for So sure. it's it's bizarre that we haven't, you know, kind of sought to rethink these types of things, right? I think at the end of the day, when we look at all the events that transpired since Anita's trial, like the from the pig save and you know, getting charged and all the time in courts and stuff like that. Like, yes, a lot of taxpayer money was used to pay for the proceedings. And yes, there was a lot of like 
ridiculous ridiculousness to this charge, but having having Toronto Pig Save and the effort that these activists have put into um, in the news on CBC, on the Star, on like all these yep. different news outlets, like I think that's great to to get more people aware of that. For sure, I, I think that's I think that's a, a good step, um, and I don't think that was what uh, these people intended. The no. people who <laughs> started this, but no, you know. But it is a byproduct of the situation, For right? For sure, yeah. So, yeah, very interesting. I, I, I don't know really, you know, much else to uh, to talk about it um, with regards to the, the the guilty or the not guilty verdict on this one. Um, you know, it, it was years ago when I was first looking at um, buying my home in the area and um, there used to be the slaughterhouse. And I was looking at buying a house that essentially backed right onto it. Yeah. Right. And that that's kind of the area where I live in for the most part in, in the Niagara area of, of Toronto. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I knew that there was the slaughterhouse in the area. I didn't realize that the home I was looking on was, you know, essentially backed right into it. Yeah. And for, you know, I, I was, was speaking to my real estate agent, it churned off basically like 95% of the people who would even walk into the house. Right. I was surprised that the number wasn't even higher than that, that some people could actually, you know, whether or not you're a vegetarian or vegan or omni would, would contemplate that because, but anyways, neither here nor there. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting now that, um, that, that slaughterhouse has shut down. It, it doesn't exist. Even it was there for, you know, a long, long, long time. And it's kind of out of sight, out of mind, for us now in the city, especially those of you who are used to being um, in the in the downtown core, because those trucks, you know, would come by, you know, in you know by the by the boatload on on oh, some yeah. levels, right yeah. along Lakeshore Boulevard. And you know, when I was running down there, you you know, you would hear the squealing. It was awful. So it on some level it is it's it's out of sight, but for me not out of mind per se, and partially because of the work that Anita and her crew are doing. Right, so hats off to them for sure. So that's about it that I've got uh, on my mind. I don't know if you guys have anything else that you would like to add. Uh, just a reminder that Veggielicious is still going oh, yeah. on. We've got another week of delicious vegan uh, foods available for you. If you guys want more information, we'll put a link in the show notes as well as um, in the description on the, the website. So, yeah, be sure to check it out. There's lots of different stuff. There's, in case you didn't know, Veggielicious yep. is... Um, if you have ever heard of Winterlicious or Summerlicious, it's kind of like a an event where a bunch of different participating res- restaurants um, provide like a prefix or a certain special for Veggielicious, um, and they're all vegan friendly. So we have places like Awai, Bloomers, uh, Disgraceland, Free Times Cafe, Govinda's, a longtime favorite of mine, mm-hmm. uh, Saigon Lotus, which has a vegan separate kitchen, which is really, really Get cool. Get out of town. Yeah. They wow. Have, they have two kitchens. One of them is vegan friendly. And That's awesome. as someone who is Vietnamese, hands down, like that is the best vegan pho I've actually ever had. Like it's... It's delicious. Good to know. Yeah, I've eaten there often, and I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm being convinced right now, and I wasn't even asked to be convinced. All right, sounds good. I like it. <laughs> yeah, the pho isn't on the men- the the Veggielicious menu, but you can just go and just have a big bowl of soup. I know it's starting to get warmer, but, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of soup any time of the year, so. Fair enough. Yeah. 
Awesome. You've been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast and radio show heard on CJRU 1280 AM The Scope. You can email feedback to tva at veg.ca. You can find out more information about what we do and listen to past episodes of Veg Out at veg.ca. Until next time, veg out.